1991, the grunge band Nirvana was one of the most popular musical acts in the United States with its anthem, Smells Like Teen Spirit, which was featured on its album, Nevermind. Many will remember the cover of that album, which featured a naked baby swimming underwater and reaching for a dollar bill on a fishing hook. Three months after its release, Nevermind rose to the top of the Billboard 200 rankings and since then has sold over 30 million copies. The picture on the album was licensed for use on other merchandise such as t-shirts and was also the subject of various parodies. Now, 30 years later, Nirvana, its surviving members and its record companies face a civil lawsuit for allegedly distributing child pornography by the now grown man who was depicted on the album cover as a baby. I am James Cashmore from Weintraub Tobin, and I am joining Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin to talk about this case on the next installment of The Briefing. James, welcome back to The Briefing. This case, the case of Eldon versus Nirvana, has been on my mind since I read your excellent article on the case. Can you give us some background? Sure, Scott. The baby in that photo uh, is now a gentleman. His name is Spencer Eldon, and he was four year, four months old at the time the photograph was taken. Uh, he turned 18 in 2009. Twelve years later, in 2021, at the age of 30, he filed a lawsuit, and after two rounds of amended complaints, filed a second amended complaint in January 2022. Mr. Eldon asserts a single claim against the defendants for a violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 2255, which allows victims of child pornography to bring a civil cause of action for their injuries. And James, what is the nature of uh, Mr. Eldon's complaint? What's it based on? What is it based on? Mr. Eldon's uh, complaint alleges that the cover of Nevermind, depicting him uh, in the nude, constitutes child pornography and that the defendants, quote, knowingly possessed, transported, reproduced, advertised, promoted, presented, distributed, provided, and obtained, end quote, this alleged child pornography uh, depicting him. He further alleges that the image has been reproduced and redistrib redistributed during the 10 years preceding his lawsuit and since then pointing out that Nevermind had been re-released in September 2021, claimed that he had suffered personal injury as a result of the ongoing violations of Section 2255. So initially, the defendants moved to dismiss Mr. Eldon's complaint, arguing that it was barred by the applicable 10-year statute of limitations for uh, such claims. The district court agreed with the defendants and dismissed the complaint with prejudice. Uh, Mr. Eldon appealed that dismissal to the Ninth Circuit. And what happened on appeal, James? Well, Scott, just days before Christmas last year, the Ninth Circuit issued its opinion in Eldon versus Nirvana LLC and reversed the dismissal of his claims. Importantly, the Ninth Circuit, in its decision, did not decide whether the album cover, in fact, constituted child pornography. Rather, it only decided whether his claims were timely. The issue of whether the album cover uh, constitutes child pornography will be decided on remand by the lower court. 
So what was the basis for the Ninth Circuit's reversal of the district court's dismissal? Well, the Ninth Circuit began by examining the text of the uh, statute of limitation provisions in Section 2255, which set forth two pertinent time frames. First, the plaintiff must have been a minor when victimized by the violation, such as the distribution of child pornography. And two, the plaintiff must have suffered personal injury as a result of the violation, uh, regardless of uh, when the uh, of whether the injury occurred when the plaintiff was a minor or uh, as an adult. The Ninth Circuit made clear that while the violation of the criminal law must have initially occurred while the plaintiff was a minor, the plaintiff could pursue a claim for personal injury that did not incur until after he or she became an adult. Okay. And how does the 10-year statute of limitations apply to the violation then when uh, when the the plaintiff can bring a claim either, well, can the plaintiff can bring a claim that was based on an injury that occurred either before or after the plaintiff was an adult? Well, Scott, uh, a plaintiff can bring a claim within 10 years after the date uh, of which the plaintiff reasonably discovers the violation that forms the basis of the claim. Okay. But this album was released in the early 90s, and that's well over 30 years ago. So how is it that the Ninth Circuit found the statute of limitations, a 10-year statute of limitations, had not yet run? Well, the, the Ninth Circuit examined various types of personal injury uh, the victim of child pornography may sustain, such as injury to the child's reputation uh, and other injuries such as emotional well-being or emotional distress. The Ninth Circuit continued by drawing the, an analogy to reputational harm that uh, a plaintiff uh, who is the victim of a defamatory statement may uh, suffer. In using this analogy, the Ninth Circuit pointed out that victims of child pornography, like someone who has been defamed, may suffer a new injury upon the republication of the offensive material. The Ninth Circuit concluded that with regard to Mr. Eldon's claims, Quote, we hold that if a predicate criminal offense occurred when the plaintiff was a minor, the statute of limitations does not run until 10 years after the victim reasonably discovers a personal injury resulting from the offense, which may include republication of the child pornography that was the basis of the predicate criminal offense, end quote. So the first prong of the statute would require Mr. Eldon to bring his claim within 10 years after the date on which he discovered the use of the photos. There was no dispute that Mr. Eldon was aware of the distribution of the Nevermind cover uh, at a very young age, and thus he could reasonably discover any additional violations of the statute as they occurred. So to the extent the violation occurred in 2009, when Mr. Eldon turned 18, he would have to bring his actions by 2019 to avoid the 10-year bar under the first prong of, of the statute of limitations. Had the statute only contained that type of statute of limitations, Mr. Eldon's claim would have likely been barred, right? That's correct, Scott. However, the second prong of the statute of limitations provision allows a complaint to be brought within 10 years from the date on which the plaintiff reasonably discovers the personal injury that forms the basis for his or her claim. 
under this prong, the Ninth Circuit concluded that Mr. Eldon had timely alleged a, a claim for violation of Section 2255. While he alleged that the violations began in 1991, when the photograph was taken, and he was still a minor, it wasn't until the re-release of Nevermind in 2021 that he had sustained additional personal injuries that formed the basis of his claim. The Ninth Circuit concluded that because of that re-release and other republications after 2011, which could give rise to personal injuries under the second prong, Mr. Eldon had 10 years from those dates uh, to file his complaint. And under this approach, the Ninth Circuit concluded that his uh, complaint had been timely. The Ninth Circuit was very clear in its rejection of the defendant's claim that the statute of limitations for violations of Section 2255 should run against a particular offender when a plaintiff, quote, knows that a particular offender is responsible for the predicate offense and subsequent injuries. The Ninth Circuit said that this was not supported by the statute's text. And logically, the child pornography victim suffers the same injury when a new individual or the original creator redistributes the image. Right. And the Ninth Circuit also rejected the defendant's argument that the plaintiff's claim should be treated like those other cases uh, in which a plaintiff may not have discovered all of the latent or, or the full extent of his or her injuries uh, from uh, the initial violation, uh, which would not normally amount to a new injury. Rather, the Ninth Circuit found that Mr. Eldon was alleging new injuries that stemmed from each redistribution or republication of the album cover during the 10 years prior to his filing of the lawsuit. And the court concluded those would be within the statute of limitations. Additionally, and it's important to point out, the Ninth Circuit rejected the defendant's argument that uh, Congress's codification of a discovery rule in this specific statute displaces any common law discovery principles. The Ninth Circuit reasoned that Mr. Eldon was not arguing that he had belatedly discovered injuries arising from the initial violations of uh, Section 2255, but rather he discovered new injuries caused by the defendant's new actions, the uh, 2021 re-release of Nevermind within the limitations period. Uh, the Ninth Circuit concluded that because the district court had erroneously determined that the statute of limitations barred Mr. Eldon's claim, the district court had erred. Thus, the Ninth Circuit reversed the district court's dismissal and remanded the case back to the district court. So, James, it seems that Mr. Eldon will now have an opportunity to finally litigate whether the Nevermind album cover is child pornography and whether he is entitled to at least some amount of damages uh, resulting from the redistribution of the album uh, in 2021. That's correct, Scott. And so, James, what's the lesson? There's got to be a lesson from this case. What's the lesson here? Uh, I think the Eldon case is a good reminder for potential plaintiffs to consider whether the republication of offending material can give rise to a new claim within the applicable statute of limitations. This approach may be useful in pursuing claims for copyright infringement, where the initial infringement may have occurred years ago, but there may be acts of recent republication that could give uh, rise to new causes of action for infringement. That's true, James, and a very good point raised. James, thanks for joining us today to discuss this case. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Briefing. We hope you enjoyed the episode. 
If you did, please remember to subscribe, leave us a review, and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. And if you have any questions about the topics we covered today, please feel free to leave us a comment. <music>